Working remotely, where you are shouldn't dictate what you do. Work from the road by turning your vehicle into a reliable high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On the network that covers more roads than any other carrier, take your work on the road and AT&T will be there to keep you connected. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls, finish up that presentation, or answer last-minute emails. Why wait? Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi today for free trial eligibility. Based on independent third-party data, number of devices varies by manufacturer. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Running a business is no cakewalk, but with SAP Concur Solutions, you can be ready for anything. You can manage travel, expenses, and AP all on one platform that's packed with AI and best practices, and that delivers it all through an easy, clear, I can't believe how simple that is experience. So while not much can be done about that guy who never fails to burn the microwave popcorn and stink up the entire office, with SAP Concur, you can easily handle almost anything else. Take control of your business finances today at concur.com. That's C-O-N-C-U-R dot com. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought... In that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Get in touch with technology with Tech Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to Tech Stuff. My name is Chris Paulette, and I am the tech editor here at HowStuffWorks.com. Sitting across from me, as he always does, is senior writer Jonathan Strickland. Hi ho, everyone. <laughs> hey, Jonathan. Yeah. You know what time it is? Is it peanut butter jelly time? It is peanut butter jelly time. Where you at? Where you at? Where you at? Where you at? Now, there you go. There you go. There... Yes, That's going to be stuck in your head for the rest of the day. I actually wrote down the whole origin of that. Um, <laughs> today, we thought we would look at internet memes. What are they? How do they get started? Uh, and uh, kind of give you guys the lowdown on it. Because this is one of those things where it's a word that's out there that, you know, you see it attached to stuff and then you're thinking yeah but but ultimately what what is a meme yeah yep <laughs> and it's actually one of those words that's very kind of challenging to define so yes to to really get a grip on on the whole meaning of meme you have to let's just leave the the internet behind for a minute here yeah because it's not limited to the internet no the term itself comes from a book written back in 1976 
Wow. Yes. Yeah, All the way back then. That was like so 20th century. Yeah. Uh, 1976, a year after a certain shark was terrorizing the movie theaters and a year before a certain hero from Tatooine would b- blow up the Death Star. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was written by Richard Dawkins and yes. the book was called The Selfish Gene. Now, in this book, he proposed a uh, a concept of a meme, which is a unit of cultural transmission or a unit of imitation. Mm-hmm. And then the study of such a, a thing would be called memetics. Yes. So meme uh, is the accepted pronunciation, although some people call it mem. And well, I would figure you would assume that from memetics. Right. But I haven't heard anybody call it memetics. No, but E-M-E-M-E, you think it's either meme or meme at any rate, uh, it's not Beaker from the Muppets. It's um, although he is in many different memes. Yes. So, so anyway, if you're talking about a unit of cultural transmission, this could really be practically anything within a culture. Oh, yeah. For example, um, handshakes. Mm-hmm. That could be a cultural meme because it's it's going to be unique to a specific culture. Uh, and then not only do you have uh, memes propagate and spread throughout a culture, but they can mutate over time and change over time as people begin to alter them in little ways, uh, whether that's consciously or not. And for example, with the handshake, you could get the things like the high five. Yes. You know, so that would be a good example where the high five is really just kind of a, a, a adaptation, a mutation of the handshake. Mm-hmm. Well, this this whole idea of a unit of cultural transmission kind of made its way onto the internet pretty early on, and uh, I I remember the first time I ever encountered the the word meme, uh, it was actually on the web. Um, mm-hmm. I had not read Dawkins' book, so I was not familiar with the uh, the the his definition of what a meme was. Yes. Um, for the longest time, I thought meme was just a specific term for those really annoying quizzes that people would send around. Uh-huh. Be like you know the twenty questions about you, and it's it was just a, a you know a series of questions that you would answer that would give people who read the list a little more of an idea of who you were and what makes you tick. Things like, you know, what your favorite color is and uh, what kind of foods you like and um, have you ever uh, kissed a girl in the back of a car, um, that kind of stuff. I mean, just tons and tons of lists. And then some people might, you know, usually at the end of it, say something like send this to several more people and then have them send it back to you so you can learn all about everybody around you and share minute details of your life. Defining a meme, you're doing it wrong. Well, that's the thing here is that for the longest time, that's what I thought a meme was. It was only that. But that, that's just one kind of a meme because, mm-hmm. again, it's a that list was spread virally across multiple networks of friends. And then people might read that list and think, well, that's kind of interesting. But I think I can think of a few questions I want to ha- have answered that aren't on this list. I'm going to add them. Mm-hmm. And then so the list kind of changes. And then other people are like, ah, oh, that's kind of lame. I'm going to make a whole different list of goofy questions yes. uh, just as a joke. And then – so again, the meme continues to uh, to evolve and mutate over time. Yes. So basically, it's it's an idea that gets spread. Yes. That, that's and actually, my the first encounter I had with it was uh, an article in Wired magazine some time back, and it was just one of the, they they did define it. And when you have the opportunity to look around on the internet and in popular culture, you know it's easy to the idea of a meme is readily apparent once you mm-hmm. understand the definition you go okay yeah i totally get that and it's it's funny because it's become 
pretty pretty well universally adopted, I think, at this point. People go, I wish – I've seen Facebook posts that say things like, I wish this annoying meme would quit. Yeah. You know, somebody stop. You know, but I know it, a million people who I get – I could get to stop this meme. Okay, maybe not. But uh, but even so, <laughs> even so, I bet if you ask most of the people who encounter that word to define it, they would have difficulty doing so. Yeah. Because so they know is, what it is, but they can't say what it is. Right. It's kind of like art. I know what it is when I see it. Yes. You know? All right. So we were going to talk about some internet memes, kind of give you a background on where they came from. And, um, before we really get into that, I thought I would mention one other thing that I think is really interesting about memes. Okay. Which is that, the most successful memes, in my view, are the ones that develop naturally. Yes. That someone unleashes an idea that may or may not be funny immediately yeah. or relevant or whatever. And then over time, it gets more and more uh, – um, well, it, more people notice it over yes. time. Yes, And then maybe tweak it and change it a little bit. And then uh, – but it all happens naturally. No one's forcing it. Now, the ones where people do try to force it, and they, they do call them forced memes, they yeah. being you know, various people on the internet, um, mostly 4chan. But anyway, the, the birthplace of many a meme as we will many, get into. Many, many memes. If not the birthplace, at least the place where they start to really start to take off. Germinate. Um, yeah. So a forced meme would be one where someone creates something specifically with the intention of it going out there and exploding on the internet and getting changed around and and uh and and altered and tweaked and and to propagate like that and often it's either an attempt to get notoriety or to maybe even do some sort of marketing um those don't work as well because i think a lot of people pick up on that pretty quickly if it if there's not a genuine you know, just a, wow, this thing is pretty funny or this thing is just crazy. I can't believe someone did this. Uh, if it's, if, if there's a, a forced meme thing behind it, it just, it doesn't feel genuine. Yeah. And people abandon it. No, go ahead. I apologize. Yeah. Um, I was going to say that, uh, yeah, unfortunately for some who don't intend their, uh, actions to become memes, uh, some of these things take off virally. Uh, and uncontrollably, and it has affected many people's lives. But I figure we're going to talk about a couple of those people in a few minutes. Yeah, so in some cases, we're talking about people who created something without any intention of it turning into an explosive Internet uh, hit yes. and then having to endure some pretty heavy-duty teasing, I guess is the best way of putting it. Yeah. So we started off by talking uh, at the very beginning of this podcast, so we made a reference to peanut butter jelly time. Yes, we did. Which uh, references a very specific meme. If you're not familiar with it, that means you weren't on the Internet back in uh, probably 2002 or so. Um, it's a flash animation. Yes, about 2002. Is yeah. Flash animation of a banana, of course. Yes, because who's better prepared to sing about peanut butter jelly time than a banana um yeah it's a it's the dancing banana animated emoticon which yes. is just this little banana that just kind of bounces back and forth a little bit and has a big grin and uh very eight bit yeah and it's set to a song called peanut butter jelly time by the buckwheat boys mm -hmm. and uh and so it just the the song's pretty repetitive <laughs> and pretty annoying. repetitive peanut butter well, jelly with a baseball bat it's not uh, as repetitive as, say, Badger, Badger, Badger. Right. But, yes. Or Potter, 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 the, yes. the Harry Potter parody of Badger, Badger, Badger. <laughs> Have you seen that? 
No, actually, I'll I haven't. be showing that to you after the podcast. You know what? A bunch of people are going to write in after they look these memes up, and you know we're going to get lots of OMGs on our yeah, especially the people who are like, I had never heard of that, and now I can never unhear it. Yes, that's the um, problem so, with memes. So yeah, the, this little flash animation just showed this banana yelling out, "It's peanut butter jelly time." Actually, mm-hmm. the banana wasn't saying anything; yeah, it's just doesn't... playing in the background. The banana's just looking like a maniac, <laughs> and then you hear "It's peanut butter jelly time" by the Buckwheat Boys. And uh, that was created uh, – the, the, the flash animation was created by um, a couple of guys uh, who were posting to offtopic.com. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and then that kind of got picked up later uh, on newgrounds.com and then – That's another good place to find memes. Yeah. And from those, those boards, uh, the, it spread out. And then it actually spread out so far that it, it affected other parts of popular culture. It even appeared on an episode of Family Guy. Yes, it did. Where Brian dresses up as the banana in an attempt to cheer up a very despondent Peter, and it does not work. And then Brian just keeps on going anyway, because, you know, once you're in peanut butter it's jelly time, yeah. you don't get out. That's pretty much it. But yeah, that that's uh, – uh, and, and we should also add – that we're getting a lot of this information from a wonderful web resource. Oh yeah, it's, this is um uh, by the people who brought you the the uh, uh, internet news tech news uh, podcast Rocket Boom. Yeah. So it's a you know an authoritative source. They have knowyourmeme.com. Yes, write and, that down. Knowyourmeme.com. Yeah. So if you we'll ever wait. come across a meme, you can go to knowyourmeme.com and do a search for it, and there's a good chance they're going to have an entry on there. Uh, and sometimes they do a full episode where they, they break down the origin of a meme. And it's, it's really definitive and thorough work. The one for peanut butter jelly time was excellent. I liked yeah, it. Yeah. I have to say that. Yes, exactly. It was yes. very good. A very attractive young lady, uh, one of the presenters, uh, dressed as a banana, um, delivering the very serious peanut butter jelly time. Yes. Derivation. Um, yeah. So we do recommend that. It's, it's a great source, but, uh, we thought we'd talk a little bit about some of the other memes that that uh you know we've encountered and some of our favorites and okay. uh, why don't you go hit, ahead and hit take meme one. oh you want me to do it yeah you do one okay uh well you know i actually found a uh, a list of uh on earlesque which is a, a one of the aol.com sites on um, they posted their 100 most iconic internet videos and wanted to see which ones that i had heard of uh number 11 was one that went around a while ago, uh, you know, Numa Numa. Ah, yes, Numa Numa. Yes, Numa Numa. There, uh, actually, this one was um, it was a not really a forced meme, but it was intentionally posted by uh, the author, who yeah. is uh, Gary Brolsma, who is yep. singing along with a song, or actually appears to be singing along with a song. You actually hear the real uh, version. Uh, the Dragosti Tenda. Yes, Denta, Denta. That's what it was, and uh, he is. You know, basically having a good time, hanging out at his computer and uh, pumping his fist in the air, yeah. lip syncing. It's 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 an infectiously good time. I mean, yeah. he looks like a total spaz doing this this dance and lip syncing, but but he did it on purpose, right? So and he, he did this with behind. the intention of showing it to some friends, and then his friend showed it to some other people, yeah, it, and it then it new exploded grounds. from there. It hit new grounds, which yeah. is where he put it on there, and uh, you know he's getting uh, millions of views, and this is you know pre as they as they pointed out on. Uh, on the website there at um, at Earlesque, it, this was before YouTube, so it was getting millions of hits even before YouTube made it really simple for people to uh, thrust a meme out into the public eye on a quick basis. Now later on, he tried to recreate that success with a couple of other videos that didn't have the same sort of viral effect as his first one. Yeah, 
probably because, again, it was kind of coming across as a forced meme at that point. You yeah. know, it's the first time it all it all kind of exploded naturally just as people got interested in it. But mm-hmm. no one wants to be spoon fed or force fed something. Yeah. So right. what's uh, you want to. I'm going to go out of the gate with my favorite one of all time. OK. Ninjas versus pirates. And it's pirates all the way. It is pirates all the way. We're going to get Yar. a bunch of, yeah, there's always a bunch of ninja fans. They don't you write all, in because if they wrong. do, they reveal yeah, where they true. are. <laughs> the ninjas can't write in. Uh, we might get some blank slips of paper written in invisible ink, yeah. but no, yeah, ninjas, if you are a real ninja, you're not going to write in. Um, except for ask a ninja. That guy, he's a, mm, yeah, he, you can't shut him up. So, um, actually, I love that show too, but ninjas versus pirates. So, this this is a weird meme in that it's kind of hard to say where this one came from. Uh, as early as 1989, there was an Atari arcade game mm-hmm. called Skull and Crossbones where you got to play as pirates and you normally would fight against other pirates, but you also fought ninjas. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in 2003, you had Robert Hamburger <clears throat> parodying ninjas in a series of uh, posts on real ultimate power. Um, where he uh, would give, yes. uh, he would give synopses of movies that he, movie ideas he had for ninjas. Mm-hmm. And in, uh, and several of them ninjas would fight pirates and the ninjas always won. Actually, ninja, I should say. Yeah. Because that's the plural. Now I'm going to have to do the Schenectady shuffle. <laughs> you don't get that unless you listen to stuff you should know. <laughs> Enough of a plug for them, but yeah, I, I would I would point out too that uh, it's gone so far as I've seen a Wii video game called Ninjas versus Pirates Dodgeball. Yes, it, it may be backwards, Pirates versus I don't know. I've but actually there there is a game in which ninjas and pirates fight each other in dodgeball. I have a friend who on his birthday had a Ninja versus Pirate dodgeball uh, yes. tournament. Uh, I was unable to attend. I did get to see the bruises later, uh, but yeah, so that's that's one of those memes that the. The origin is kind of, you know, foggy. We're not really sure where, how that took off, but it really has taken off. Um, it's probably not as popular now as it used to be, but you can still find plenty of sites dedicated to the whole ninja pirate uh, animosity. I once uh, created a, a similar rivalry between conquistadors and Yeti, but that hasn't really taken off. I have seen people try to insert zombies into the equation. To make it sort of a uh, three-way battle, but uh, you know nobody's done it so much so that the ninja versus pirate thing. Yeah, uh, no. Next, you know, zombies. Okay, um, let's go with a, a quite persistent meme. Okay, lolcats. Ah, uh, yes. Now this is another one we can thank sites like 4chan for. Yes, this is. Uh, we we'd love to tell you exactly who it was that came up with this idea, but I, as far as I know, it was uh, posted anonymously to 4chan. And uh, nobody knows, well, somebody knows exactly who it was that decided to put a picture of a cat, uh, take a picture of a cat and put some uh, silly caption over it in a sort of pigeon English. And um, yeah, what we call lull speak now. Yes, it's, yeah, it's so it's evolved now to the point where you can have whole conversations in it. And, and lolcats may have actually evolved from an earlier uh, captioned animal photo, the O'Reilly owl. Oh yes, I love the O'Reilly owl. So the this is the this is a snow owl that looks surprised because its its beak is open and its eyes are wide open. So it looks like it's O'Reilly. Oh, that's yes. but it's, it's spelled O 
R-L-Y. Which is sort of a text, you know, text messaging shorthand. And it's kind of a way of, of trolling a site. Like someone says something, whether or not it's surprising or not. Actually, more often it's when it's not surprising. Yes. Someone Arcasm. says something that's really obvious, and then in response, someone posts the photo of the owl that says, oh, really, on it? The proper response to that, by the way, is... Yeah, really, which is a, a barn owl that looks really angry. Yeah. And then the, um, uh, the third response would be, no way, which is a, I think it's a hawk with its mouth wide or beak yeah. wide open. Yes. Um, no way spelled N-O-W-A-I. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, that started, the earliest usage of that came from the something awful forums. Again, this is a, a breeding ground for things such as this and usually quite funny. Right. And then, uh, uh, but, uh, 4chan picked it up and ran with it. Right. And then that's probably where the lolcats thing kind of, cause you know, that, that sort of served as the foundation for things like lolcats and the, the bucket walrus, the lolrus. Lolrus. Which actually was not a walrus. It wasn't. It, it was, was an a, a, obese a seal, seal who, who apparently, died yeah. Two years ago. Which sad. Yeah. Now he's in bucket heaven. <laughs> he's got all the buckets he could want. Now, uh, this is where memes get to be big business because uh, an entrepreneur named uh, Ben He uh, actually purchased a website called ICanHasCheeseburger.com mm-hmm. and has made a business off of uh, – some people Some people are angry at him for uh, – you know, somebody else has started the site and he purchased the site along with some other ones. There's, uh, there's one about, um, about dogs. And I fail forgot. dogs? No, it's not fail dogs. Uh, it – I has a hot dog dot com, oh, right, right, and there are right. pictures of dogs with similar captions. Dogs doing funny things, and you know, even funnier now that you've put a caption over it. Uh, and it'll, they, these sites allow you to uh, to submit your own photos. You can even use the generator to uh, take a an existing photo and put a different caption on there and submit it. Which is really where we're coming through the whole meme thing in the first place. Like if if, if all this was was just a, a photo of a particular cat, like the hang in there baby cat. Yeah. And that's all it was, was just a hang in there baby cat. No one ever altered it or it didn't really spread beyond that. It wouldn't be a meme. Yeah. But because it's taken on a life of its own where now you see a picture of a cat with some funny text and you think, oh, that's a lol cat, mm-hmm. you know, and then you could actually take that same photo and put different text on it. And then you've, you've just, you know, made that meme go a little bit further. Yep. Um, and then, you know, it's spawned sub memes. Like a ceiling cat and basement cat, right, which are the like you know God equivalent and of devil. God and the devil yeah. as cats, a white cat and a, a black cat, and uh, all sorts of other little sub memes from there. The uh, itty bitty kitty committee. Well, speaking of cats, yes, in 1986, a special video was taken. Do you know mm-hmm. where I'm going with this? Yes, I think I do. A video of a cat named Fatso. Yes, owner Charlie Schmitz creates a video where he manipulates his cat Fatso wearing a little onesie mm-hmm. playing a keyboard. Yep. And that video was, like I said, back in 1986. Okay, so let's skip forward to 2007. Mm-hmm. Some friends upload it, or he actually, I guess, uploaded it to YouTube. Uh-huh. Just a video of his cat, this goofy video of a cat playing a keyboard. Um, that enter Brad O'Farrell. Yes, who then asks permission to use this video to nice play guy. to play off another video uh-huh. of a guy strapped to a uh, I think it was an office chair falling down an escalator. Yes, <laughs> yeah, it looked really painful. And then at the end of it, it, it cuts to the keyboard cat playing the keyboard, where the key the cat is playing off the uh, the guy falling down the escalator. The idea no, being that it's like from vaudeville days when your yeah. act starts to totally tank. 
and the giant hook comes from off stage and hooks you and then pulls you off stage. Same idea. Keyboard cat is to, uh, to essentially say that was a complete failure. You are done now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so keyboard cat, yeah, it's become, uh, that was a big meme. Probably I would say last year was really when, when it kind of peaked and then started to, to go away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's another great, uh, YouTube video that was also a huge meme for a while until it died on Thanksgiving. Okay. Do you know what I'm going with with this? I don't know with that intro. You must have given me up. You must have let me down. Now you're running around and hurting me. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm talking about Rick Rolling, buddy. Uh, yeah, I forgot about that. How could you forget about Rick Rolling? I had tried very hard to put it out of my mind. Wow. I didn't even write it down on purpose. You're a greater man than I, Gunga Dean. Um, <laughs> so Rick Rolling, yeah, the Rick Astley never going to give you up video. This was sort of a uh, do-it-yourself meme because a lot of people went to a, a great effort to disguise the uh, video of Rick Astley's uh, song as something else so that they could open it and suddenly Rick Astley was singing. Yeah, you might get like five seconds of whatever it is you thought it was supposed to be and then suddenly Rick Astley breaks in and he's singing to you. And uh, yeah, the the was it the uh, Cartoon Network float at Thanksgiving? Yes, yes that the- was the the – Culmination, I think, of the phenomenon. Yeah, we're at the during the Thanksgiving Day Parade, and by this time, the Rick Rolling meme had already kind of played out. Yeah, people were pretty much over that meme, and that's the other thing. These memes do have a lifespan. Some of them will last for years, and some of them will, you know, peak for a couple of months and then just disappear. Mm-hmm. This was one that had some staying power, but it kind of started to die out. And then on Thanksgiving Day, during the Thanksgiving Parade. Uh, Cartoon Network float comes up and in the middle of the Cartoon Network floats presentation, it suddenly you hear Rick Astley's music start and he popped out and sang to the crowd. Which is uh, kind of an indication that he's a good sport about the whole thing. Apparently. Oh, no, he, he apparently loves it. <laughs> he, he says that, you know, if people are finding getting enjoyment out of his music, however that may be. More power to him. I'm like, that's a great attitude. That is. It really is. You got any others you want to chat about? Uh, yeah, I was thinking about uh, mentioning Steve Spangler. Steve Spangler. Yes, who in in 2002 appeared on a uh, TV segment. Uh, he's a, you know, physics teacher. So, uh, you know, he appears on KUSA TV and, and uh, demonstrates that if you drop some uh, breath mints, specifically Mentos, in a bottle of soda, there's an eruption. Right. And it's, you know, a cheap and easy experiment to replicate. So all of a sudden, around 2005, everyone started doing that. And there were... Not only people doing this in their own backyard and posting it to YouTube, there were people orchestrating large events in which there were chain reactions of yeah, choreographed, lots, yeah, choreographed reactions fountains. of fountains of soda spattering yeah. everyone and anyone. It was even featured on the popular television series Mythbusters, Mythbusters owned by Discovery Communications. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, parent company of HowStuffWorks.com. And, um, yeah, that's a good one. That's another example of people really running with a, a specific meme. Uh, here's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a there's a, a a little phrase that is near and dear to my heart because it it is actually found on a T-shirt I gave to my wife for Valentine's Day this year. It comes from a little video game called Zero Wing. Ah, uh, yes. All your base are belong to us. Mm-hmm. This is also kind of the the origin for lol speak in a way. It's the idea of this uh, this poorly translated text from, uh, in this case, a video game from Japan. So often derogatively referred to as English. Mm-hmm. Uh, this game had lots of different passages in it that were 
uh, torturous to read, including all your base are belong to us and someone set us up the bomb. Yes. Uh, that all your base are belong to us exploded on the internet, uh, and, uh, and has been around ever since and, in, and indeed was on a uh, Think Geek t shirt, which is what I purchased for my wife. Awesome. As a Valentine's Day gift, which was, uh, roses are red, violets are blue, all my base are belong to you. <laughs> um, we wanted to talk about some of the people who weren't necessarily intending on becoming internet superstars. I have one for you that will let you keep yours. All right. Um, this name may or may not be familiar to you at first glance. Andrew Meyer. Andrew Meyer. September 17th, 2007, at the University of Florida, he confronted Senator John Kerry at an uh. event uh, to ask him about the Skull and Bones, which is this uh, secretive organization at mm-hmm. Yale. And uh, actually, they wanted to escort him out. Security tried to get him to leave. And in the process, he inadvertently created the meme better known to the world as, don't tase me, bro. Right. Uh, they what did. <laughs> Twice, as I recall. Yes. And then uh, actually, I just thought of something. I'll still let you keep yours. Um, right. yeah. The whole uh, Kanye thing. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to let you finish. Right, right. Yeah, that was definitely that a, was meme. a meme. Now, granted, that one was intentional. Come on. Kanye is always about get, grabbing the attention. That's true. But so, it, it it became a meme. But uh, I was, was thinking recent. I was thinking specifically of Star Wars Kid. Yes, I know. Andy, Andy Bio of uh, uh, Waxy.org discovered this video. It was, uh, Andy's not the name of the kid, by the way. Andy's the name of the guy who discovered it. And he discovered it back in, um, 2003. Mm-hmm. Uh, the name of the kid was Gislan Draza, mm-hmm. who in 2002 filmed himself with a golf ball retriever and was going through a series of semi, uh, uh, kind of martial arts sort of moves and making noises at the time. Now, Gislan was a, a hefty young lad. And was very enthusiastic. He was clearly having a great time and just enjoying, in a way, very similar to the Numa Numa guy. Yeah. You know, clearly enjoying himself. But he had not intended for this video to ever be seen by anyone else necessarily. Unfortunately, he left it in the studio where other people could find it. And the other people thought it was hysterical and uploaded it to the Internet. And then it got lots and lots of views. And Gislan, as a as a result, was the subject of much um, teasing and derision. And uh, ultimately left school mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, reportedly finished school in the psychiatric ward. Wow. So, but, I mean, uh, uh, that also shows you that sometimes 4chan will do whatever that whatever 4chan wants to do in order to create hilarity for 4chan. And it doesn't matter if someone gets hurt in the process. <laughs> Doing it for the lulls, in other words. Yeah. Other people took the video and uh, basically superimposed the lightsaber effect Onto the uh, golf ball grabber and, and you know, the, added the sound effects and did all this. Yeah, there are just... lots of remixes, which is also a very common theme in memes. You'll find mm-hmm. lots of different remixes. Um, I got one other quick little example, which is uh, OK Go. Oh, yes. So OK Go has a couple of different music videos, including A Million Ways to Be Cruel and Here It Goes Again, both of which are pretty low-budget music videos where the, the group kind of uh, did a simple one-take shots of uh, them performing uh, a dance routine and their fans have created their own versions of these dance routines and uploaded them to YouTube so much so that it's become a meme itself. And not that the band intended it to be a meme. They just thought it'd be a fun, low budget way to create music videos. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we're going to have to wrap this up. Unfortunately, we could do a whole series of episodes on memes, but 
we're running out of time. And so I guess we're going to, do you have one more you want to end with? Or? <laughs> well, uh, one that was sort of introduced to me was, uh, one that sort of had its genesis in the, uh, the release of a movie by someone completely, uh, unrelated to the meme. Uh, on March 4th, 2005, uh, Vin Diesel, um, was in the pacifier this the release of that movie uh and uh someone in the somewhat something awful forums see there's that site again it's another good place to find memes um Ian Spector apparently decided to point out how cool and tough Vin Diesel was uh so they had they made up a bunch of facts about how tough he was and you know the memes started to lose steam so they said okay well who should we create a fact generator for to talk about how tough he is well, the favorite was Chuck Norris. Yeah, there was also Mr. T for a while. Really? Was mm-hmm. Mr. T in there? Yeah. Because I am more, far more familiar with the Chuck Norris. Movie. I've run across Mr. T and Vin Diesel, but Chuck Norris is the one that, uh, is, is definitely the one that took off. And, and I could read these, uh, and, and chuckle for hours. Like Chuck Norris's tears could cure cancer, but he has never cried. Yes. Yeah. And, when uh, Chuck Norris doesn't do push-ups. He pushes the earth down. <laughs> Chuck Norris, you know, if he shaved his goatee, there would be a fist. Right. Yeah, there are a lot of uh, jokes that are ripped directly from a Saturday Night Live series of skits called Bill Brasky, but a lot of them also <laughs> are original. That's a good one. But but yes, that that's totally and and there are far more. I have tons and tons of these. You the yeah. man now, dog. And we could yes, you the man now, dog. We could go on for ages about these, but Jerry's giving us the stink eye, so we need to wrap this up. <laughs> uh, so if you guys have a favorite meme you want to talk about, send us an email. Our email address is techstuff at howstuffworks.com. And uh, remember, you can tune in every Tuesday, 1 p.m. Eastern, to see us in our live show while we do our song and dance routine for your entertainment pleasure. Uh, mostly we talk about technology, but sometimes news is light that week. But you can find that at blogs.howstuffworks.com. Chris and I will talk to you again really soon. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. And be sure to check out the new Tech Stuff blog, now on the HowStuffWorks homepage. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Running a business is no cakewalk, but with SAP Concur Solutions, you can be ready for anything. You can manage travel, expenses, and AP all on one platform that's packed with AI and best practices and that delivers it all through an easy, clear, I can't believe how simple that is experience. So while not much can be done about that guy who never fails to burn the microwave popcorn and stink up the entire office, with SAP Concur, you can easily handle almost anything else. Take control of your business finances today at concur.com. That's C-O-N-C-U-R dot com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare.
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.